podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Luke. Join us each week as we talk about family, fun, and faith. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our very first podcast. We are so excited to be here. Right, Luke? Very excited. And um, we are going to kick things off with um, getting to know us better because in case you don't already follow us on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, Here's just another way to get to know us even more. We'll follow you. I don't really do those things. You pop in when it's time to eat funny, fun foods and things like that. That's right. That's, so, that's my contribution. Um, as you all know, we are huge, or if you don't know, huge Office fans. Huge. And so we thought we would kick off the first podcast with Desert Island, which is what three movies would you watch if you were on a deserted island? Well, it's the three films you would take with you. Take with you, assuming you have a TV so and electricity. So this is important because, to clarify, what your the rewatchability is important now. Because if it was just three favorite movies, you could pick a movie that maybe you only watch once a decade. But if it's Desert Island, this is all you have. These have to be rewatchable films. Okay, so go ahead. You can kick us off. No, I just set it up. You should you should have to go first because I need I need time to think and to prepare. Okay, so I my three favorite movies that I would take with me are Dan in Real Life. I would take Up Close and Personal. <laughs> you can't deny that Robert Redford and Michelle Pfeiffer are just. But you're gonna watch that every day. Oh, I love that movie, and then I love, I love um, A Walk in the Clouds <laughs> with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> See, I I don't think you're being truthful with the audience because. Or in we could our just marriage, bring the entire... 10 years, 10 years, you've watched Up Close and Personal, I think, once, and Walk in the Clouds maybe twice. See, I would have thought, They're like... still favorite movies, though. True, but we're, we're talking about watchability. Like, you like Serendipity. Like, Dan in Real Life, you've watched Dan in Real Life a million times. Serendipity, you've watched. Oh, that's true. Serendipity's a good one. A lot of times. Okay, so go ahead. Lay, lay so let me tell you what your us. desert island are. You've, you've been disqualified. <sighs> that, that sounds very... Wow, disqualified. Okay, it, this is getting off to a great okay, start. Okay, so my Desert Island films would be Rocky IV. I mean, it has to be one of the Rockies. Now, Rocky IV, absolutely the cheesiest of the Rockies. Well, if you don't count five, which no true Rocky fan counts five. We don't even pretend that one exists. Um, four, but he basically ends the Cold War, defends the, the, the memory of his best friend Apollo. So, I mean, Rocky IV, definitely there. And I have seen that one. Hundreds of times. Um, I would also go with Life is Beautiful. That movie is just... But how could you rewatch that oh, and so, your heart would but, break over and so over good. again? it's so good. Like, yes, I would probably cry every day, but there's an amazing love story. He's unbelievably funny. And then as a parent, watching him with his kid, like that, that movie is just so good on so many levels. Um, and then the third one would be, okay, Die Hard. Got a good Die Hard. I didn't. I mean, it's a Christmas movie, so it's seasonal. It's the best action film ever, which not only did it, did it, is it great in and of itself, but then it spawned all these other great action films. Speed, Die Hard on a Bus, Under Siege, Die Hard on a Boat. I mean, it's just great film. Now, you should watch that one on TV, a TV edit, because it's, it's an, early 80s or late 80s early 90s film so it's not kid appropriate (laughs) 
Okay. So great. Great. So now everybody knows what movies we would take with us if we could only pick three. Or in my case, like and, five. And everybody who's watching knows mine are better. Uh, well, it's debatable. Like, can we could agree? Walk in the Clouds. Of oh, all the so Keanu good. Reeves films that you can pick. I love that one. Walk in the Clouds. I love that one. Can we at least agree that the most rewatchable series is The Office? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yep. Because there's guys- some that you watch in the past. Like, I liked Friends at the time. However, Friends is a morally bankrupt show. It is really. And it's not rewatchable. I don't, like, there's some episodes that are funny on repeat, but, like, not as many. Seinfeld and The Office, you can know exactly what the next line is. And you're still going to laugh. Yeah, every time. Every time. All right. Well, I hope you guys got to know us just a little bit better. That's sad. That how they got to know us is by what entertainment items we would watch. <laughs> it's something they may not have known, though. So. All right. So that's, that's kind of our, our fun segment. We, we haven't really talked about this, but like our hope in each episode is to talk a little bit about fun things, talk about some family things. And then, you know, talk about some things that have to do with our faith. And so that was kind of our fun things, the movies. Again, I'm more fun than you. <laughs> um, so as we talk about kind of family, uh, one of the things that we wanted to focus on today was was intentionality. I think that's important because everyone right now is, it's people are setting resolutions. And I don't really believe in resolutions because I break mine. And I think we found that like 70% of people break them by the end of February. So focusing on intentions is kind of a a cool way to kick off the year. Yeah, I I like uh, New Year's resolutions. I think it's good to set goals for yourself. But like talking about the time of season, coming from, you know, two weeks where it was holidays and I mean, it's it's even bigger than that. Like there's kind of this lull from like Thanksgiving on to early January where schedules are all different. Everybody has a lot of time off. We came out of this two weeks and then all of a sudden it's like you're back to school, you're back to work sports start back up and we just found like man everybody's drained when we had everybody was sick for a bit and and so it was so easy this week to want to just come home and do nothing like just in our evenings just put on a movie put on a show and then but you Mm -hmm. find yourself like what did we do today yeah so I think one of the things we've tried to do and I think is, is wise for folks is to think about the intention you have with your time. What, what do you what, what do you purposely want to do? Um, and so like, you know, family charades this week was kind of an example. Mm-hmm. My friend Shelby gave us a uh, family charades game for Christmas. And it's so fun because it's made for kids um, as young as three years old. And we have had so much fun with that game over the past couple of days. But what's funny is like when you first told me you wanted to play family charades, I'm just, I mean, you know how you are when you're kind of in those like you don't want to do anything modes. You're like, the game's not even unwrapped. We've got to unwrap the cards. Well, the kids also, have never played this. Yeah, it's the end of the day. It's, You've been working all day or I've been at home all day. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> I just want to do nothing. But then it was so much fun. It was oh so my gosh. Fun. Uh, I I'm wish awesome I could, at charades. I mean, so. Luke was okay. I wish I could insert a video clip. I wish you guys could see um, Jake, our young, our middle child, just acting his little heart out. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and then they got all into it. And so it's one of those things where like, and this happens a lot of times. I mean, I, I'm the same way with family photos. Nicole, every year, at least once, wants to take family photos. And me being a heavier, bald guy, like my desire to get in <laughs> pictures 
and, and go take a bunch of pictures of us. I have zero desire to do that. But then every single time we do, I get the photos back and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. I, I love this one. We've got to put that on the wall. That's, you know, so glad we did that. It kind of reminds me of like that with, with you know, family hikes or mm-hmm. playing games or uh, even eating dinner at the table sometimes. Right. We have a horrible habit of kind of just eating dinner wherever we are, <laughs> like in the living room or, and if we take the time to all come together and sit at the table, our kids already know that when we're sitting at the dinner table, we've made the intention to do high low with them every time. So if you guys don't already do that um, with your kiddos at dinner or whenever, um, it's a great way after school to ask people what was their high um, and what was their low and talk about it as a family. It's a really cool way to get conversation started. And that's kind of an interesting thing too, like where I find you struggle with your New Year's resolutions when they're arbitrary goals that are far away um, and, and it's hard to to achieve them. Mm-hmm. But like high-low is an example of like a, a habit. Right. So what's funny is we've done high-low basically since the kids were very, very little. And so we don't even have to make an intention anymore to do high-low. Because we were so intentional about it in the past, the kids just know if we sit down at the table, mm-hmm. they, they immediately go, I got my high or I got my low. Um, and so you just roll into that. And, and so I think that's also one of the key things is if you can be intentional and then with that intention, set up habits. Yeah, build some healthy habits. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people like, unfortunately, our culture and just our habits as a, as a country don't tend to lead us to deep, loving relationships. And, and normally the flow of culture doesn't lead you to the you know, throne of Christ. So if you just kind of go with the flow as a parent, as a spouse, as uh, a disciple, like you normally are not going to find yourself having kind of a lazy go with the flow day. And at the end of that day being like, man, I was an awesome parent today. Oh, I was an awesome spouse today. Oh, I was an awesome Christian today. You're normally going to have this feeling like as you end the day of like, I didn't do anything. Right. And then you feel mom guilt, you feel dad guilt, and you're just kind of like, Bleh. And I find too, like, I never understood this before we had kids, but the, you don't have that much time after work. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if your kids are going, I mean, so the little one, Ellie goes to bed at, at 7, 7.30 sometimes. Um, the boys even normally is 8.39. So if I'm leaving at 5, if I'm home at 6, that's two to three hours, and, and it's also not uninterrupted hours. You normally have sports practice, you have to eat dinner, you have to get ready for bed, you have bath time, you've, you've, got, you've got a bunch of structured activities that are mandatories to do. And also, if you have little tiny ones, it's like witching hour, and so people are grumpy, they're cranky, everything's just kind of falling apart during those hours, too. No, there's sometimes I have to remind myself as I'm coming home, like, because I know, like, we've talked about this before, but, like, you, you have a different stress during the day with three kids when they're all home than I have at work. I have a lot more freedom at work to, like, take a 15 minutes to go get a cup of coffee or, you know, go to, go to an office and just kind of have some time to think through things, which is a, is a benefit you don't have because they're always here and always need you. Uh, at the same time, though, there is a different kind of work stress that you have. So sometimes you get home and you just want to be like, I just want to check out. Mm-hmm. But there's such a, a window, a minimal window that you have with them to make an impact. Right. I mean, working parents, 
like, gosh, seriously, moms, dads, anyone that works. You, you got to have the mentality of like, and this sounds weird because it's, it's not that it's not fun, but some days you got to remind yourself like, this is second job. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm about to walk, and this one's far more important than anything else I'm doing during the day. I'm about to walk in here. I got little guys and girls who love me, who are paying attention to me, that want to see me, that want to interact with me. Hey, do your job right. Put some energy and passion into it. So what do you think are some healthy habits we could share with folks? I know we talked about high-low, and I can think of if you have a tiny one. I've talked about this so many times, but just starting the healthy habit of a bedtime routine even from birth, I know it sounds crazy, but babies, kids, like once you develop those habits, bedtime becomes less stressful because your child knows what to expect. They almost, kids crave structure, they crave routine. So developing that habit of every time at bedtime, we're going to take a bath, brush our teeth, get ready for bed, read a book. Every night your kid becomes ingrained with that and bedtime naturally becomes way less stressful and chaotic. So I think that's probably, um, that's probably a good one I'd share. No, I think that's a good one. I think the one that's been special for me, um, is putting the kids to bed. Like that's kind of my thing is putting them to bed. And again, it's one of those things that like most days I want to, but there are some days where I'm just like tired. I finally sit on the couch breathing for a minute and then he looks at me and I'm just like hanging out on the couch and I'm like yes he's home (laughs) bedtime and and you know like I mean if you do bedtime right it can take a while right but for us right for us with bedtime it's it's uh it's kind of like a a mini worship like we uh, of course get ready for bed but then it's pray sometimes sing a song or a chorus of a song um read a story uh, from the Bible and talk about how that really applies. Um, and, I even, and I even think like there's some things there where, um, you know, as a parent, right, we tend to sometimes read stories and we even sometimes read the Bible and we think like just doing that was good, but like talk to your little guys. I mean, so we have some pretty deep conversations sometimes about like, okay, here's the story now apply it to your life. What is he really saying here? What does he really mean? How could we apply that to our lives? And do you think that people that aren't a pastor, that don't have as much biblical knowledge as you, um, I think maybe sometimes they don't feel as confident to say, hey, that's what we've read now. Here's how you can move with it. So I think we could probably share some resources for folks. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, I always have a a kid Bible for the kids. I mean, Ty is only now just starting to get into um, more of a, it's still a kid Bible, but it's, it's you know, more full text, more deep stories. And a lot of those have takeaways. Like the kid Bibles have like a right. main ideas or key takeaways and things. Well, and this is kind of branching into a separate thing. But, you know, one of our, our, our big things when we talk about faith is this topic of intentionality I think is as important as well. You know, being a pastor, I think one of the things I've studied a lot is one of the biggest epidemics that the Christian church is facing and not you know church in the sense of the building but like all believers across the world is that forget our impact on the outside culture 90 percent of kids who are growing up in the church who who are raised in a christian home at 18 they're leaving they're stopping attending church uh some of them are even having kind of a breakaway from the faith altogether 
And you kind of sit there and you're going, why, why is that happening? And I think a lot of why it's happening, and if you talk to the kids and kind of research, which a lot of people have studied, one of the reasons it's happening is we are going through the motions of even our faith. So we pray, but when do we pray? We pray at dinner. We pray at bedtime. And sometimes we say the same prayers and the same words, and we go to church, but really that's, that's when we talk about Jesus. And so what happens is you end up getting these little pockets where faith pops in, but that's it. And for kids, it's so much bigger than, than those little moments. Uh, so like going back to, you know, intention, I try to be very good at having a organic, different prayer with the kids each night. Talking about like, if we're sick, we're going to pray for our health. If mm-hmm. uh, a, a certain problem happened at school, we're going to bring that into our prayer. Um, trying to make them realize that when you pray, don't just sit there and say the same words over again and like that gets you something. Really talk to God about your day. Really talk to him about what happened to you. And I think too, going back to your habit of reading the Bible at bedtime, our kids, when there has been days where we're like, oh, let's just go to bed, they immediately will remind you, no, no, no. (laughs) Dad, we have got to read the Bible before we go to bed. Yep. And so your kids keep you honest, which is another... um, I think it's kind of a cool thing. Well, it's funny, like that sometimes, and I think the other thing parents need to focus when you, when you try to be intentional about these things is you don't always see the fruit right away. So there are moments, of course, with the kids where you're, you're talking about something or you're, you're teaching them to pray or, or whatever, and you, you feel like it's just not getting through. But then they'll, they'll shock you because mm-hmm. what we also do is every now and then we let the kids pray. And sometimes they will; these little guys will give you this heartfelt, oh, just the sweetest personalized prayer that's talking about what happened to them that day, talking about you know other people in their lives. And I don't know if you guys also have one of our children is more on the quiet side. I should say like he's very outgoing, but he's very private. And sometimes when we have him pray, we hear things that we would have not heard otherwise. If that makes sense, you know, he's a real thinker, and so. Um, sometimes we won't hear his true feelings about things until he says the prayer for us, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, so my, my, my big advice to Christian parents is if you're trying to really build little disciples, yes, have the good holy habits in life, but also make sure you're, you're taking the time to help them understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Like what's the intention behind it? You know, like a lot of these these kids that you talk to who grew up in the church and then leave, the the number one thing they'll tell you is, my parents weren't who they were at church. Like, whenever we, we, we talk about a topic, and this can even extend outside of church, right? But like, when you talk to them about what they believed about telling the truth versus what they did when it came to telling the truth, totally different things. And so kids aren't silly. Kids know that. Kids see that. Kids experience that. And then they match that up as they get older going, wait, you guys always said this, but you always did that. And almost nine times out of ten, they're going to go with what you did, not with what you said. And so I think it's just very important to think about each day, did you help shape your kids to be the kind of people you want them to be? Did you take a little bit of effort to kind of explain your intent and reason behind things. And I think you'll be shocked if you do that on a regular basis, how much it makes an impact on, on the results that you're seeing with them. Yep. 
I think that's good. I think you kind of wrapped and put a bow on intentions for us, Luke. Boom. Thank you. Oh, that's what I do. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up with high-low since we did mention that to you guys earlier on and we do that with our kiddos. Thought it would be fun. So Luke, kick us off with what your high-low was from last week. I actually like to do low-high so we end on a high point. So I'm going to okay. start with my low. Okay. My low was um, got over the flu, but the lingering cough turned into bronchitis. And then with my voice sounding amazing like this, my wife made me do a podcast. You have a great podcast voice. Sounds good now. <laughs> In a world. So what's your high? My high. My high was that uh, we don't get to visit a lot of churches because being a pastor, you're always busy on Sunday. But we got to go see uh, one of my good buddies, who's a pastor, preach. Um, it did make me feel old because he used to be part of my youth group. And now he has his own church. But he killed it. He was just awesome. The The church was amazing. Um, the people were so kind. The music was wonderful. Very good worship. And then he just gave a really good biblical message. And it was just so inspiring to see your little buddy do great. So that was my high. I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Should, I don't really you don't. You should have gone first. My, I know. Next time I'll go first. So my low was definitely the amount of time kids have missed from school with the flu. Like the flu hit our house hard. Somehow, knock on wood, I was the only survivor of the flu. I don't powers. I really don't know. I don't know. Um I did take those airborne gummy things. I don't know. God just poured them. Maybe. So the low was the flu, the high was finally getting the podcast off the ground. And the reason why it's such a high is because I worked for a really long time to get everything set up perfectly. And I worked on the mics for probably like 40 minutes one day only to realize they weren't working because I didn't flip the switch on. So that is where we're starting, folks. It can only go up from here. But honestly, that was my high. All right. Well, I guess that's the first episode, right? Thank you guys so much for joining us for our first ever episode of the Hello Happy Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We want you to stick around and um, look forward to chatting with you each week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending some time with us today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find more content at Hello Happy Mom on Instagram or at my blog, hellohappymom.com.